You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate Thomas and Micah Winstead. Is that better? That's a lot better. For our listeners, we have recorded this little intro like seven times now and Micah's getting cranky. I'm getting a little bit irritable. I got stuff that we still got to do. And it's not my fault you've procrastinated. It is, what is it, 11? It's 11 o'clock. You don't work tomorrow though. Well, yeah, but that's because I have other stuff I got to do. <laughs> It's not like I'm just taking the day off. Don't lie. I got stuff. I got stuff we got to take care of, man. So, anyways. And then you got to beat my ass at pool one more time before yes, you leave. I got to smoke you at pool one more time. So, but anyways, this to, to get into the show, this show, I mean, this is why we kind of got into it. To talk to people. I mean, this is a local guy. I mean, probably going to be hanging out, hanging out with him some more down the road. Super cool guy. We have Bryce James on. He went up to Nebraska, him and a buddy, and they both tagged out on turkeys with yep. their bow. With their bows. I mean, that that's awesome. I mean, he has a great story. And, yep. I mean, it, it was just – I mean, this is why we do it. We saw Bryce's post on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we're friends with him on there, and uh, we saw his post and, you know, kind of got us fired up for – our turkey season coming up in Missouri in a few weeks, or by the time everybody hears this in about a week. And uh, we thought, great opportunity to have him on to tell a cool story. Get everybody hyped up, yeah. And we didn't even know how cool the story was until right. he really told it. It's right. pretty freaking fun. Yeah, I mean, because you kind of worry, like in the position we're at, you know, we try to take up so much time. So if you're not <laughs> – if you just got a quick story, that's kind of hard – I mean, he lays it out, and, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, just everything, the way he did it, and, you know, it's really cool. Yeah. So, hope everybody enjoys this one. We're going to jump right into it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, with us today is our friend Bryce James. Bryce, what's going on, man? Not much. Just jump right into it. This <laughs> yeah, let's just get right into it. So um, this came to our attention. Bryce, he follows us on all our social media and stuff, and he friended me and stuff. And I saw he went up to Nebraska and killed a turkey. So Him and his buddy, yeah. Yeah, him and his buddy. So I saw it on there, and I was like, hey, man, let's get you out of here, and let's get you on the show. Yeah, we're so, kind of obviously gearing up for turkey season here in Missouri. And uh, Bryce and his buddy Zach went up to Nebraska uh, last week, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, week and a half ago, the first go. week up there. And uh, did that, and we actually saw the post that Bryce uh, uh, posted and, and uh, kind of got our juices flowing to hear this story. So I reached out and said, hey, you want to come talk about this this turkey hunt? So uh, before we hear some cool stuff, Bryce, why don't you just introduce yourself, uh, tell everybody where you're from, 
and uh, what you do for a living, maybe, and we'll we'll just go from there. Yeah, I'm uh, Bryce James. I live in Oak Grove. Um, I'm a do commercial refrigeration in the pipe fitters union here in Kansas City. So oh, nice, nice. Um, I mean, you've been hunting turkey quite a while, I'm guessing. Yeah, since I was, I don't know. Back when I could still youth hunt. Knee high to grasshopper. So you, did right. you grow up hunting? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So probably just from family and stuff like uh, that? Yeah. My uncle and his buddies really got me started. Killed my first deer when I was, I think, seventh grade. Well, I would have killed my first turkey the next spring in seventh grade, too. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Did you grow up in Oak Grove? No, I grew up in uh, Lee Summit. Okay. okay gotcha. Not too far from So here. seventh nope. grade was a good year for you then? Yeah. <laughs> killed a little bitty buck and then a absolute slammer of a turkey for a first turkey what See, was what were you shooting oh the 410 no 12 gauge right yeah nice <laughs> your boy just shot a 12 <laughs> gauge the other day oh my god he gosh. was so excited about it we had a birthday party for my mother-in-law his mother obviously and he comes out of the truck when he's got the turkey target you know with the turkey head on yeah. there and he black great shot he's like man i shot it with the 12 gauge it wasn't nothing <laughs> yeah so our, our buddy who we had on last week scott wilper yeah um i went out to scott's house after we had already recorded with him to pick up some some things he had made to donate to this this uh benefit uh bag tournament we had and i had the boys with me and scott goes boys come here so we walk up and he's got two guns sitting there and he goes you know pick which one you want and caden points to the over under and uh, he goes, you want to you want to try to shoot it? So Caden says, yeah, yeah. And this is my older boy. Yeah. And uh, we s- sit down, and Scott looks at me and goes, has Caden ever shot a 12-gauge? I said, nope. He gives me this look, uh-oh. <laughs> so I actually had my, my hand on Caden's shoulder behind him. And then Scott actually was holding the stock of the gun a little more sturdy than maybe Caden might have been. It was He was sitting down on, on a rest, and he had this, this target, this turkey picture, target on a uh, post about eh, 20 25 yards away or something like that and he told Caden what to do and Caden looks through the scope and boom and knocks the the target all the way over and made a great shot as soon as he shot chase my my younger my middle son was supposed to shoot right after that he goes i don't want to shoot that gun <laughs> <laughs> so, so kinda, chase didn't shoot it you kind of scared him a little bit huh yeah i think it was a little big but um so now Caden won't stop talking about turkey hunting. Yeah, he's, he's go. got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. This Saturday, man. I'm telling you, yeah. We're we're worried about a little bit of a scheduling problem, but we're going to try to make it happen. He's got a baseball tournament. Ooh. See, and I think hunting trumps any type Absolutely, of sport yes. activity. Yes. Nathan, on the other hand, nope. He made a commitment. We got to do it. Blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to let his team down. I know. I know. And there's always Sunday. Yeah, you well, can he's probably you can in the hunt, tournament on Sunday too. You can hunt all day during youth season. Can you really? Yeah, I didn't know Unless that. Unless they changed it, it used to be you could hunt all day during youth really? season. Really? Yeah. I didn't See, know that. That opens. See, my bit. hope is Saturday they they don't play till like one in the afternoon or something, and I can take them out in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll find out once we get all that. So anyway, <laughs> so you started hunting when you were younger. Yeah. Um, and uh, you kind of hunt a little bit of everything. We were talking about predator hunting before this, yep. so you kind of enjoy a little bit of all of it. I think I've killed everything you can legally kill in the state of Missouri except for a pheasant. Nice. So. 
That's nice. Well, it'd be hard to find a pheasant. <laughs> you got to go up north. And yeah, you can't, and I've been a couple times and just yeah. – we've killed quail, but uh, just never had a chance to kill a pheasant. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I mean, I've only seen them a handful of times, like yeah. actual wild pheasants, and probably more than likely they came from a, somebody that was raising them anyways. and they Escaped from a bird yeah. farm or yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's – most of the time, if you want to kill them, that's where you got to go is yeah. to a bird farm. Yeah, we've got one running around our property out here somehow, huh. and I'm sure it was a neighbor's – yeah. In their chicken coop or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He'll, well, he'll, he was in our backfield the other day. Yeah, well, your neighbor, I know he raises a bunch and of so does my other one on the yeah, other side. They, they got chickens bunch. and stuff, yeah. So, it wasn't surprised. turkeys, I hear gobbling every morning. <laughs> I hear gobbling every morning, but there's no turkeys around or no domestic turkeys around. I've These been, I've been listening for over a week before work, and they're uh, they're getting fired up. Good. I've been seeing a few out in the fields every once in a while, strutting the yep, stuff. I'm a seeing bit. some strutting, hearing some gobbling. So yeah. it's it's getting close. Yeah. yeah, we're not too far away. What, two and a half weeks? Somewhere? April 19th. So, yeah, yeah from 19th. the date today, we were recording on the 5th of April. So yeah. my we found out, what was that? She had a, my wife had a doctor's appointment last Wednesday, and we found out if she doesn't have the baby, she's getting induced on the 19th. So that kind of <laughs> screws you're my. You're not turkey hunting. That's yeah, sounds saying. like I'm not turkey hunting. So that's all right, though. Maybe that second week. No, you know, it's maybe, not happening. Maybe. I'd be like, babe, I'll take Lawson with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'll just Okay, go fine. Just get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure by the second week, she's going to be sick of me and want me to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So maybe by the second week, she might, you know, let me go out in the yeah. morning for an hour or two or something like that. But we'll see. I don't know. So let's get into it. We're excited about this. Um, we had our first turkey episode last week with Scott, yeah. and we are going to hear an awesome story tonight about a turkey hunt. Yeah, uh, I know it didn't happen in Missouri, but it's a Missouri boy going up to Nebraska and uh, and making it happen. So, kind of start us with the story. I'm mean, how'd you and your buddy decide to do this? Was it something you had planned, or you just decided we're going to go do it? So it started last fall that deer hunt I was telling you guys about. We just out of the blue decided to go deer hunting up there the week of Thanksgiving last year, and it was rough. Didn't see many deer, but we kept seeing turkeys. And then we got looking at it, and they've got an early archery season that opens the 25th of March. And we're like, man, that'd be a way to kick off our turkey season early. We were pretty skeptical. Like, you know, that's really early for turkeys. <laughs> we got on YouTube, started watching videos. Randy Newberg's got a bunch of videos up there and stuff. And they're killing birds strutting and fighting decoys and stuff in last week of March. We're like, man, maybe maybe this is doable. So we decided to go back to the same public land we deer hunted on, and we really didn't expect much, and we were blown away. We got there at 2 in the morning Friday, slept in the truck for a couple hours, mm -hmm. went out to locate birds, and every time you got out of the truck, gobbles on each side of the road. And then we got to the point where we're like, well, let's just find some that are close to the road. Some of those <laughs> are a half mile off the road, yeah. and the ground's pretty rough up there. So we ended up. What kind of terrain is it? Is it? It's sand hills. Sand and hills. The the area we were hunting, um, there's quite a bit of timber, but it's all cedar and pine. Okay. There's no hardwoods where we were. So and so, and so they're probably not roosting up in that, are they? So the the really mature pine trees, the limbs are spaced out. Okay. So, so they they're, they're roosting up in the bigger old pine trees. Okay. So we started looking for isolated big pine trees in the cedar thickets, and we chased the same group of birds around for two hours Friday morning, which was the second day of season. It opened Thursday. 
and we never did see them. They were, they were always one hill over, yep. and we'd get to that hill, and then they'd gobble the next hill over just every <laughs> time. We could never cut them off. Yeah. And we drove around, got on some other birds, just, you know, they crossed the road. We went and cut them off, weren't able to get a shot, and it was getting kind of windy, and there was some rain moving in, and there's no ag fields. Like, around here, we think rain, we think get into a field because right. the birds are going to be out there looking for bugs. Well, up there, the only openings are just prairie grass, and I assumed they'd go into the timber when it started raining. And there's another piece of public land about an hour away that we had also deer hunted, and it's almost all open. There's some windbreak rows of trees, but other than that, it's open. Mm -hmm. So we figured the birds are going to be more visible up there. It's actually a national refuge, and it closed on the 31st. It's open September 1st to March 31st. Because it's a waterfowl breeding area. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they want people out of there. Yeah. So we drove an hour up there midday, and we were instantly in birds. I mean, <laughs> you drive a half mile, oh, there's a big flock. Drive another half mile, oh, there's a big flock. <laughs> so got on. We found a group of uh, Toms and Jakes. I put a stock on them because after about 9 o'clock, they quit gobbling, and the group split up. Strictly Toms and then Hens. And I believe it was probably their jakes from their uh, hatch right, last right. year. They haven't mm -hmm. kicked off yet. And uh, so we'd just drive around and uh, treated them like out west deer hunting, spotting, stalking them. And the first group, I popped out in the wrong spot. I thought I was closer to them. And there's prairie grass between me and the birds. I can't range them. I messed yeah. up. I shot under them. Oh, we should probably stop right there. Uh, you and your buddy are hunting these uh, turkeys with your bows. Yeah, it's early archery yep. season, yep. yeah. So that's, kind of, that's pretty cool that they have a strictly archery. I yeah, mean, Kansas does, too. It opened today, actually. I, I kind of wish Missouri would do that I, I do, too. I really do. I mean, because I've only killed one turkey in my life, and that was with my bow when I was deer hunting. Yeah. Not, I, I started so out So in turkey. the fall, then? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was in the fall. But I started out turkey hunting, and I never had any luck with them. That was, yeah. that, that was the only permission we had. Right. Was we could go hunt turkeys in this one property. And, I mean, we saw them, saw them all the way across the field and stuff. We could never get them in or we could never get close to them. So, after, and then once I started picking up deer hunting, I was like, screw those birds. They don't pay attention. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't figure those ones out. So, I'm not to stick with deer. I will say, deer hunting is my first passion. But in the spring, you can't get me out of the turkey woods. I love chasing turkeys. And I'm no turkey hunting expert. I went. Up until a couple years ago, I went six seasons without filling a tag. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a great turkey hunter, yeah. but I'm ate up with it. I'm getting better. Right. I love doing it. Now, so when you guys were up in Nebraska here, um, did you <clears> – was your plan of attack or the way you were going to hunt them a little bit different than the way you hunt turkey maybe here? No, because we've never tried anywhere else. Right. So – and especially when the sun started coming up and they're just gobbling their full heads off. We're like, this is, this is going to be great. Yeah. We're going to call birds in. And they're grouped up still in their winter flocks. We're like, it's going to be hard because we didn't bring blinds. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had blinds in the truck, but we didn't know where we were going. So we weren't carrying blinds around. We're like, it's going to be really hard to get drawn back without getting busted when you've got 40 birds in front of you. But that never even came into factor. I mean, it just... The first thing in the morning, they were in huge groups. 
Right. They'd have 30 hens and seven or eight toms plus jakes mixed in. But we never called in a big group when we were up there. So, like I said, 9 o'clock, goblins over. They split back up. The toms, I mean, you could see a group of toms and start yelping at them as loud as you want, and they'll look and then just go back to feed, and they didn't care. Yeah. So that changed what we were doing real quick. We decided, okay, first thing in the mornings and maybe right at last light, we'll treat it like breeding season. So you can hunt all day. Yes, you can hunt all day in Nebraska. Okay. Um, I'm not sure, I think even in shotgun season, but I know for a fact during bow season you can hunt all day. Okay. And uh, so we decided midday we're just going to cruise around and try to find birds and spot and stock them. So that first group we got on, I messed up. I missed. We go down and go around the corner. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're about to hear a whole lot of that happening. So <laughs> Good. I, I think we shot seven times on that oh, trip, wow. <laughs> and we brought home two birds. So I'll tell you what, Bryce, I didn't realize this part of the story, but it is nice when it makes you feel better about your own self. When yeah. it, You're not the only one who sucks at things sometimes. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not always – you know, we watch our our our, sh- our hunting shows, yeah. our TV shows, and you know some of the ones that are really well produced. Yeah. You know, like the ones you used to buy the DVDs back when that was the big thing. Yeah. You you would have thought they were the best hunters in the world because they never messed up. Right. You know, it's it's nice when now, in obviously. Fact. When in fact <laughs> they're only you know, showing the good parts. When you, <laughs> yeah. you listen to podcasts. You watch uh, hunting shows like The Hunt in Public and guys like that. They show you. Well, even Heartland Bowhunter shows their yeah, mess they ups show and stuff. Yeah, they show you everything that happens. Yeah. And it, it does make the normal guy go, hey, I don't suck so bad. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and so I, sh- I guess I should start with last year was my first year archery hunting turkeys. And I went the first day, shot two coyotes with my bow trying to attack my decoys. The second day I go out call a jake into 10 feet shoot him square in the middle of the chest he flops over never flops just flips over backwards dead and so i'm like man this archery turkey hunting thing's not that hard man (laughs) what all these people talking about losing birds and missing birds i'm like man this so i go up there first bird i draw and i miss we go around the corner and there's like a hundred birds standing in the middle of the road and it's the one area on this refuge it's an old abandoned farmstead no hunting and it's posted no hunting it's like a strict refuge area mm-hmm. that cannot be hunted and there was probably at least 100 birds spread out through this area that you can't hunt and we're like man this sucks yeah <laughs> you know this is probably the only birds we're gonna see and then right as we got out of the no hunting zone four toms were out in the field i we uh, stocked in on them i had zach range them they're going away from us he gives me the range. I draw, and the bird takes one step as I release, and I shoot right through his fan. You know, he's not strutting. He's just right. going he's away. Just walking. I shoot right through all his tail feathers, and he flies off across the lake. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So <laughs> I've missed one, and I've kind of sort of hit one. This is this is tough, man. Yeah. So we, uh, we went through that rest of that place, and – had a few blown stocks, you know, spooked birds. Yeah. And we hadn't set up camp yet, so we decided to go back to the main area. It's National Forest, so you can camp wherever you want. You don't have to camp in a campground. Mm-hmm. And we brought a uh, hot tent. It's got a stove in it and stuff. Yep. So we just found a good flat spot on the side of the road, set up, ta- set up camp, 
and uh, we jump in the truck to go try to find birds. And we don't drive 200 yards, and Zach goes, well, what about those six toms on that hill right there? <laughs> so we turn around and just drive back to camp. We both grab our bows. We jump into the timber, start going up this hill to try to cut them off. And Zach goes, crap, I don't have my release. I was like, okay, well, go get it. And he's like, man, they were headed for the timber. We should probably go. Just Let's just go cut them off. I'll leave my bow here. He goes, I'll range for you. We'll just get up there. And we popped out not in an ideal spot. They had gone down into a ditch, and one of them was still up on top, and he's staring at me. Yeah. And I'm like, Zach, range him. I'm at full draw, and he's like, the prairie grass is screwing me. I can't range him. So I guessed him, shoot low, right between his legs, blow a few feathers off between his legs. He <laughs> flies, hits the ground, and gets with the rest of the turkeys. And they we watched him run a half mile. And he never left the group. You know, he wasn't hurt. And I was like, God, this sucks, this man. This day one stuff is that's, not working That's out. when it starts eating on you. Like, well, what yeah, I, you so know? at that point, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm done. I've, I've made two terrible shots. I missed one. This is awful. I'm just yeah. done. And our buddy called us and he, to check in to see how we're doing. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to just be Zach's caller. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> and he's like, man, so I'm the, I won't name who, but he's buddies with some pretty big name guys in the hunting industry. And he's like, man, I was talking to them about bow hunting turkeys. And he goes, these guys are great. And they talked about how many birds they've lost and how many birds they've missed. And it's just something you can't control. You don't become great at something immediately. No, no, you don't. I mean, I guess there's some people out there that are great at things right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. But we're the three of us in this room right now are not one of those people. Right. No, absolutely not. And uh, so that kind of, I got thinking about it, and I, I looked at Zach, and I was like, you know, how many guys do you know that turkey hunt that constantly talk about losing birds? And I'm like, I've just been lucky. You know, I've shot up before that day. I had shot at one turkey with a bow in my life, shot it perfect, flipped it over backwards, and it was dead. I said, I'm due for some bad shots on birds. So I was like, okay, clear mind. We didn't see any more birds. We went around roosted them that night because they're, you know, one valley from the road. So we're just listening for them, and then they'll fly up. And we got a group of toms roosted. Maybe 200 yards off the road. And that's the end of day one, one basically? One, yeah. So it was an eventful day. So I can kind of tell real quick, because the listener, after they hear today's show, are, are going to get a, a stark contrast to... <laughs> so, and, and you haven't heard this one yet, Bryce, but the show that we had last week, uh, Scott Wilper, who is a seasoned turkey hunter as well, um, terrific turkey hunter, makes turkey calls. Yeah. He, he is a very patient type of turkey hunter. Right. Doesn't move much. If he doesn't get them to come in, he will try painting a picture and trying to get them to come in. And if they don't, he'll bust, he'll bow out and get them the next day. Right. Yeah. He says the most he'll move is 150, 150 yards. 150 yards. So that's not me. And so, yeah. <laughs> and from what I've already figured out with day one, you are running and gunning. Absolutely. Now, obviously, the difference between what the way Scott was talking last week and what you're doing, Scott, you know, like he's he got, was talking, he's got two properties that are both small. Right. And if he does that type of hunting, you blow the birds he's going to blow the birds out and yeah. never see him again. Now, we're, Whereas like, you're we're, in hunt, Nebraska. we're hunting 100,000 acres of right. public ground, mm-hmm. and these birds up there are really nomadic. I mean, and there was this one bird you could tell is gobble. And between the first morning and the second morning, that bird was like two miles. From we assume the it's the same bird. Yeah. You know, we don't know for sure, but just off the gobble. He was like two miles from where he was the day before. Yeah. They're, they move a lot. My point being, 
there's no you know one way to skin a cat. No, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, in this case, you've got giant pieces of land. You're in you're in Nebraska. It's not like you're going to be back there next week, although right. you might be. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm planning but, on going back. You know, uh, it's just it, you kind of need to make things happen in a Absolutely. short amount of time. Whereas if you were at home hunting a 20 acre track. You wouldn't be running around all day no, long no. trying to get them because you mess up one or two times and that's that. That's yeah, you your blow season, them out. right? Exactly. So, and I'm a little more that way on my lease and stuff. Now it's 400 acres and it's split up to where it's almost 400 acre farms. Mm-hmm. So I can make a couple different spots in a day, but nothing like we're doing up there. I mean, we're just up there covering as much ground as we can, trying to find birds. So that first night we roosted them 200 yards from the truck, went back, slept tent leaked it rained all night long <laughs> it was rough stove kept going out it's cold it got down in the upper 20s that night and we the weather that we had looked at before we went didn't say it was going to get that cold so i brought just a regular old summertime sleeping bag you know i was cold it was bad but we uh did zach bring two pair of gloves <laughs> yeah harry we're in the rockies <laughs> I'm just going to continue the, the dumb and dumber references every week. New trend, huh? <laughs> all right, all right. So go ahead. So, so day two, we get up. We know exactly where we're going. We get up real early because we didn't have to go try to find birds gobbling. We just wanted to go straight to them. Yeah, you knew where we they knew were where, Yeah, we knew where they were, and we went around. Them. There was a, a ATV trail, and so we drove past the roosted birds and then went in, walked in on the ATV trail, and – at, in the dark, I mean, yeah, we were using Onyx, but you still don't know exactly because you're coming in from the other side. You've never been there in your life. R- exactly. Right? Yeah, and uh, they start gobbling, and they're like 200 yards away. And I'm like, crap, we're not in the right spot. So as soon as we get where we want to be, set the decoys up, they fly down the wrong way. I'm like, of course they do, you know? <laughs> and they just start getting farther and farther away gobbling. And Zach's like, we know they're going to quit gobbling at 9. It's 7.15. Let's get to the truck, go find more birds. And I was like, let's just give them a minute, figure out what they're doing. Maybe we can call them back or cut them off. And a hen starts yelping, like 50, 60 yards from us. We can't see her because we're up on a high spot, and she's down in the bottom. We can't see her, but she's close. I said, drop the decoys right here. Set them up. There's some pine trees or cedars right there that we can hide in. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's really worked up. Maybe we can get these birds to come back. And they start gobbling. Every time she yelps real loud, they gobble. So I'm like, watch this. I start cutting her off and just get her fired up. And those toms just start gobbling every 30 seconds getting closer. I'm like, this might happen. Like, that's what I'm used to doing with turkeys. You know, get the hen fired up, call them back to you. And they popped out in the field. They'd gone into the timber and they popped out in the field and they're all strutting. Two of them looked like, because those birds are hybrids mm-hmm. up there. So two of them looked like purebred Rios, you know, real caramel tips. And the other one, I'm like, dude, that's a nice Merriam's. You know, snow white tips, got a lot of white at the base of his fan. And they start coming, and they come in behind us. And I'm like, okay, that might work. Mm-hmm. We got to get turned around. But <laughs> old Tom's, when you're calling that much, it's real open timber where we are. They're real visual, and the way we set up the cedar trees we were using for cover was blocking him from seeing our decoys, and he hung out and strutted and drummed and gobbled for 20 minutes, and then finally he broke strut, and he started looking around. I told Zach, I said, we're done. 
It's over. He's he's trying to figure out why has he not. Yeah, where is this hen that he keeps hearing but can't see? Mm-hmm. And so finally they they had enough. They left. We tried to call them back in, and they they hung out at the edge, and they'd gobble back, but they wouldn't come back up there. They wanted us to come to them at that point. Yeah. And there was no way for – The courtesy gobble. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they want – there was no way for us to make a sneak on them. They were on the other side of a low spot where there was no cover for us to get over there. And for, they finally left. We started driving again, looking for birds. And we, we ran into – so it was funny, the only – I will say so far though your trip has been full. Oh my of gosh. Action. I've never seen so day 1 we we guess we saw about 120 birds. I've never imagined I'd see that many right. birds in one day in my life, you yeah. know. Especially right. going, you know, public land. Absolutely. Never knew what you were getting. So there into. was no pressure. Yeah. There so was uh, there was other guys there, okay. but not say. very many. So day 1, the first morning in the dark, we ran into some guys and we heard the bird from a half mile away. We looked at the map, and I was like, okay, we can get around and get closer. As soon as we get to where I want to go, my headlights hit red. I'm like, oh, there's a truck right there. Yeah. And they're standing next to the truck, and I'm like, I'm guessing you guys are on that bird. And they're like, yeah, but there's another one over there, which that ended up being the birds we chased for a few hours. And they're like, where are you boys from? We're like, Missouri, Kansas City area. And they're like, oh, we're from Missouri too. <laughs> they were from down in the boot heel. Nice. And That's a drive. My yeah, God. so they drove through the night, and they were planning on going all the way to the northwest corner where people think about Chase and Merriam's in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But they realized their timing wasn't going to work, so they decided to hunt fly down on this place and then midday go where they were going because they were going to be there for like a week. Right. And uh, we ran into them, and then we midday, day one, ran into some kids. There was three of them. They were high school seniors from uh, Minnesota. And them, I think it was their first solo trip, just the kids. Mm-hmm. But they're showing us pictures. They hunt this place every year. A couple, They hunt at archery season and gun season every year with their dads and stuff. Nice. Oh, so that's so cool. They that's knew cool. the place. Yeah. yeah. They knew what they were doing. Um, so we ran into them, and then we thought we saw a campground, and they had said something about a campground. And I'm like, oh, that's probably their tent. Well, there was two trucks there, so we pull in. And it's another truck from Minnesota. And they had no they didn't know each other. They just <laughs> happened to both be from Minnesota. Yeah. So we we stood around, had a couple beers, talked to them, then went and roosted birds. And uh day two, after our long <laughs> encounter with those strutting toms, we ran into the second group of Minnesota guys. And we just rolled down the windows, we're sitting in the middle of the road talking, and they're acting all casual, everything's normal, everybody's talking about their morning hunt. And right as we're about to drive away, one of them goes, well, you guys want to see one up close? They had killed one. Oh, okay, nice. And they killed an absolute slammer. A big, thick, 10-inch beard, then a 5-inch beard, Oh, full fan. And he probably weighed 20 pounds, which up there is huge. You know, down here, 20 pounds is an average tom. Right, right. Yeah. But those birds up there, there's no ag, so they're a lot smaller. So they killed that, and uh, we ended up going back to the refuge where we where I'd missed the first bird and uh-huh. tail shot the second bird the first day. <laughs> and we pull in there. As soon as we get there, we see a group of hens with some jakes. And Zach was like, man, I'll shoot it. It was his turn. He's like, I'll shoot a jake. I don't care. He tries to sneak up on them, and they had a rooster pheasant with them. And he – Really? Yeah. He just – they were – 
picking some uh, gravel for their craws, you know, and mm-hmm. that rooster busted Zach and cackled and took off, and that was the end of that, you know. I mean, they're <laughs> gone. Oh, yeah. So we go up right to where I missed the first bird, and there's like seven jakes in the middle of the road. And we watch them run through a uh, windbreak and stop. So I dropped Zach off. I went to cut them off, and uh, Zach ended up missing one. He's like, we're up to four now. Yeah, that's that's four. And he's like, damn, this is hard. I said, <laughs> and he's never shot at a turkey in his life with a bow. Yeah. He's strictly gun hunted him. And uh, so he's like, man, I know I was right on that thing. But dang, that's a little target. And he shot at like 40 yards. So that's a long shot on yeah. a turkey. Imagine yeah. that target when you're 3D shooting. Right, yeah. And now imagine it alive and moving yeah, yeah and turkeys yeah. have and, quick and, reflexes and the adrenaline running through your body and yeah. all that you know yeah so zach misses that one and he's like okay now i understand I, he was making fun of me for missing all these birds <laughs> he's like i understand now this is wow like i get it i get yeah. it. yeah so we make the loop don't see any more birds and i was like dude let's make the loop again we get over to where he had busted those first group of birds i said there's one block of trees here. They have to be in it. You know, they're, it's windy. There's like 25 mile an hour wind. It was bad day right. too. And, uh, well, it's Nebraska. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, you go down this ditch and I'll go around and go down the next ditch and we'll meet in the middle. They're in there somewhere. We may blow them out, but they're in there. And I'm walking along and I hear just, casual clucking going on and i'm like they have no clue i'm here and if i can hear them clucking like that i'm close pretty close to them so i knock an arrow pop over a berm and they're right there and it was those jakes were the closest and i was like you know what i've been having a tough time i'll go ahead and shoot a jake i don't (laughs) care (laughs) same deal prairie now you guys have just one tag yeah so you can buy up to three tags in nebraska but they're 120 bucks a piece so we decided let's just each buy one. Now, if we both killed day one, we, we were gonna. Always, you, it's all on your phone. You don't have to have paper tags. It's kind of like our app for Missouri. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I ranged. I tried to range the bird. Can't range him. And I'm like, man, I've been shooting low. I think he's at thirty. I'm gonna shoot him for thirty-five. Shoot right over him, <laughs> <laughs> dude. This sucks. You know, I've now shot four times. That's shot number five. You're of in a hitter trip. slump right now. You're over oh, four. Oh, dude, I'm bad. <laughs> and uh, so we're frustrated, and it was a long ways from the truck by this time. We start walking, and I can see a deer bedded. And we'd had so much trouble in the fall. I'm like, I'm going to practice my spot and stock on a. It's a mule deer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to see if I can stock in and quote unquote kill this deer. You know, you just can't. Yeah, you just right. practicing. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have an arrow knocked or anything, but I s- slip up. I poke my head up, range him. I pretend to draw, stand up, dumb mule deer, typical mule deer. It stands up broadside and stares at me. And I'm like, you're dead. Why couldn't that happen during deer season? Because, man, I'd have a mule deer down. <laughs> because that's not how the world works, no, Bryce. It's not. It's really not. So I'm like, okay, well, that was fun. Let's get in the truck, find some more birds. This We pull around, same spot I missed the first bird of the trip. There's seven long beards standing in the road ditch and we're like okay this is gonna be tough there's no way to get to them from right here Mm -hmm. without getting busted 
and they start feeding towards this windbreak that those jakes earlier in the day had ran through. I said, now we can sneak around them. We drove up over the hill where they couldn't see the truck. We ran across the opening, got on the other side of the windbreak, and we go down. There's an opening, and I'm like, okay. So I just kind of stick my head through it, and I'm like, all right, birds are at 50 yards. Let's set up right here, see what ha- what they do, and then we can move again if we have to. Right. And one of them caught us, but it didn't know what it, was. What it caught. It just saw movement. Yeah, and I think it could hear us in the pine needles. Yeah. So I think it thought there was another turkey up there scratching around. We're in the like good dark shadows. Sun. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon, so we're in the shade, in the shadows, and in those pine trees. It's so dark, so we had good cover. Mm-hmm. Birds get to thirty. We wanted to let them get closer, but I'm looking at how they're going to come, and where Zach was sitting, he'd have been fine. But where I was sitting, if we let them get to – if they got even, they were going to be at 10 yards. And I had – where they were going, I would have no cover. There's no way I could have got away with drawing. So I said, dude, we got to draw right now. And we've both practiced shooting, holding back, holding your bow for a couple minutes at yeah. full draw. I'm like, let's draw now. And if we have to, we can shoot them. They're at 30 yards. I already ranged them. We've got them. I come to full draw. If we miss, we miss. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. What's it new? It won't be the yeah. first time. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, all right, I get to full draw. I said, because the angle we're at, you know, you say, you shoot left, I shoot right. Well, the angle we're at, that may be the same bird. I don't know what he can see. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to shoot the farthest right bird. He's out in the field. You shoot one in the group. That way, I won't shoot into the group. You, sh- I'll shoot the one out in the open so we know we're not shooting the same bird. I'm at full draw. I'm anchored on my bird. I said, tell me when. <laughs> he comes to full draw, and I hear a clank, and he goes, shit. <laughs> I look over at full draw, and his when he came to full draw, his arrow came unknocked uh. and hits the bow. So he lets down. Hooks it back onto the string, <laughs> draws again, and it falls off again. Oh, my. Which this happened, I was telling you guys before we started recording, that happened to him on a mule deer last year. So I think we've kind of got to the bottom of that issue, but that's <laughs> that's <laughs> completely unrelated. <laughs> Setup issue. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but it doesn't happen when he's target shooting. It only happens in the moment. And I think what it is is, you don't realize it, but you don't draw smooth when you're shaking and it's sure. right now. Yeah. I think he's pulling over torquing the bow a little bit and it's making the arrow come unknocked. But the second time it falls off his bow, it clangs like loud. And one of those Toms sticks his head up in the air and starts putting. And I said, sorry, buddy, I have to go ahead and shoot or they're all going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I 10 ring this bird. And actually, I had when that happened, I moved into the group because I realized the one out to the by himself was a Jake, and Zach wasn't shooting. Right, <laughs> right. And the one to the right was a Jake, and I knew all the others were Toms. And I'm like, okay, I'm moving into the center of the group. I shoot my bird right where his wing connects to his body. He just instantly hits the ground, starts flopping, and I was like, all right. Zach jump, throws his arrow, grabs another arrow, and he tries to cut him off. Well, I get up, and there's another – one of those birds started flogging my bird on the ground. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Zach, get over here. And he comes around the end of the trees, and the turkey, by then, he's like – Caught on. Yeah, it's time to go. And he starts putting and, like, kind of trotting off. And Zach sent one and just 
center punched him. Oh, wow. Knocked nice. him down. And I'm like, and he's the whole time thinking he's putting my bird down. He thinks my bird got back up. He didn't know there was two right there. Gotcha. So he thinks he's helping me. And he comes running over and almost trips over my turkey that he doesn't know is there. <laughs> and he's like, man, I'm so glad I was able to put your bird down. And I was like. You my, put your bird down. Yeah, my bird's over there. It's not even flopping anymore. It's dead. Yeah. And he's like, wait, we both shot one? He's so clueless. Has no <laughs> idea that he just shot a second bird. And <laughs> so we start figuring, you know, just talking, adrenaline's pumping. We're oh, both yeah. high-fiving and laughing <laughs> and yelling. We're having a great time. And I was like, damn. About how- that time, a 220-inch <laughs> mule deer walks up to us. <laughs> right, I wish. <laughs> and I was like. Dude, that was that was cool. How far was that shot? And he goes, he shoots a single pin, he shoots an HHA, mm-hmm. and he keeps it set on twenty five. He's like, I don't know. I shot him for twenty five, and I'm like, I'm looking from where he was standing. I'm looking at this turkey, and I'm like, your instincts took over, buddy, because you shot that one strictly instinct. That's like fifty yards. Oh wow! And it was we didn't end up stepping it out and ranging it, but it was over forty. Really? But it was heat of the moment. Turkey's moving. He has to just pull up and shoot. And he made a perfect instinct shot, just center punch that bird. That's awesome. So we're like, dude, it's 1 o'clock on day two. We were planning on hunting the rest of that day, Sunday morning, and then driving home. We'd get home about dark. He's He works out in Columbia, so he was going to have to drive to Columbia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's buy more tags. And I got thinking about it. I'm like, man, we haven't slept in two days, hardly at all. <laughs> we might as well just stay tired. Let's go home. Let's just let's go home. Call this one a win. Yeah, which is exactly what it was. Oh, it was absolutely a win. Yeah. It was it was so much fun. And actually, he went back up this weekend, which is their second weekend of archery season. And he said it was tough. He said if they, him and a buddy from work went. He said if they didn't have bad luck, they'd have had no luck at all. Mm-hmm. He said there was just as many birds. They only ran into one other hunter. He said you know it was it was still amazing. They just. Everything went wrong. Every time they'd set up on birds, and that's how my turkey hunting went for almost six years, was, oh, there they are, gun clicks, or I break a stick, or, you know, something every time. And he said that's how it was this weekend. But I'm going back for sure the the weekend after Missouri ends, so the 15th of May. Mm -hmm. My cousin and I are going up with his son. We're going to shotgun hunt. And then that weekend – the 16th, 17th, and 18th of April, which our season here opens the 19th. Right. I was talking about going up there and trying to make it a thir- you know, make that a third trip, try to kill three in Nebraska this year. But then I got thinking about Dad and I's kind of ritual is to go roost birds the eight, you know, the night before, and have a big dinner and all that, so we can hunt together opening day here. So I think a buddy from work and I are actually going to go hunt Kansas that weekend. So I'm going to try to kill birds in three states this year. That would nice. be pretty cool. Yeah. What, so, uh, what was the measurements on y'all's toms? And what were they? I mean, were they more Merriam? Were they more Rios? Did you guys? You'd have to do a blood test to convince me that they're not purebred Merriams. Nice. And I know all the turkey purists the, in, you know, in the eyes of the Grand Slam, you can't count a Nebraska bird as a Merriams. Because they claim they're all hybrids. But, I mean, you can't tell that these aren't Merriams. They look, you know, they've got the the thinner beards. They're really lightweight. They've got the really pretty white. They're, in my eyes, they're Merriams. And I want an entire Grand Slam mounted at my house eventually. 
and I'm counting this one as my Merriams for a for my mounts. Now, I'm going to do a single-season Grand Slam, and I'll be a purist. I'll go to Wyoming or Montana or sure. somewhere and kill a pure Merriams. But mount-wise, this is my first out-of-state bird, my first mature bird with a bow, first yeah. public land bird of my life. He's getting mounted. Actually, both of them are. We're mounting both That's of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Remind me to ask you a question about setups, but since you're talking about mounting them, you, you told us who you're using, but what are you going to do with them? How are you going to get them so, mounted? Zach is doing his full strut, wings down like he's dragging his wings on the ground. I really want a flying mount. So you, it shows off the wings. It mm -hmm. shows off the entire fan. It shows off every feather on the bird. Now, you don't see the spurs at all, which is fine. Neither of these had very big spurs, but you don't see the spurs at all. But other than that, it shows off everything. You know, the beard's hanging down. Yeah. You've got all the feathers shown off. So that's what I'm doing with mine. Nice. Is on yours, so one of our buddies, his mounts, which if I ever got one, this is the way I think I would like it. It's a wall mount. So it, it, it's like a tree mm -hmm. that is up against the wall. It's a perch mount. It's a perch mount. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a full body. He said the only bad thing is you can't breast them. No. And he's like, that. The only thing that sucks because you lose the meat. Yep. And so I'm guessing these are the same way because yeah, they're going to be full way. body yes. ones. Same I wish way. there was a way that you could breast the bird and and still save a full. Uh, you sure. probably you could can. figure it out. Well, I think once the taxidermist skins it out, you'd have to be he's right got there. Got the though. carcass, and like when we dropped ours off, he had he was in the middle of mounting a bunch of ducks, mm -hmm. and it was you know almost April, and he had the same day he had a guy bringing him two white tails from last year. So he didn't have time to skin them that day, so right. they probably weren't wouldn't have been any. And good. you would have to be right there to them too, or right. at least have them on ice. Well, and we did. I we mean, as soon as we shot those birds, they got wrapped up in trash bags and thrown in a cooler. Mm -hmm. So they the they wouldn't have spoiled, but it still makes me nervous because they weren't gutted. Right, right, yeah. You know, they you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> right, you can't cut into them. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like I almost the next one, I, if I get one anytime soon, almost want to kill like just a, a small something, you know, like a jig or something, just so I could eat. Some Eat the wild bird. turkey, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's been a while since I've had wild turkey, and yeah. that is enjoyable to eat. I think it's been two years, really? two or three years since yeah. I've had a wild turkey. I started digging through my freezer the other day. One of my birds from last year is still in the freezer, so I need to get him out. And, there you uh, go. Yeah, fry him up. Um, may do that this uh, Friday night. Yeah, get kind of the. Well, the, I'm youth hunting Saturday. Uh, I've got a family friend. Uh, my dad and his grandpa are real good buddies, and. I took him last year um, for his first turkey hunt. He got drawn on the youth managed hunt yeah, yeah. at Burr Oaks. That's cool. In Blue Springs. <laughs> we got the short end of the stick on that deal. You know, they've got a set number of blinds. You can't – you have to go to your blind. Oh, I didn't know that's and, how they did that. Yeah. So, and it's luck of the draw who gets the best spots. And nothing against them. I'm sure if you stayed – if the weather would have been good and you stayed there all weekend, you might have had a chance at a bird. But we went the first morning, and we didn't hear a single gobble. It was awful. Yeah. And I've got some private spots here close to home, and his grandpa's got a spot here close to home. And we just decided, scratch the managed hunt. Let's go get on these private land birds. And the evening of day one, we got real close. I actually had the safety off at one point mm -hmm. and wasn't able to get a shot. We went back to the same spot Sunday morning of youth last year, and birds flew down on the wrong side of the 
tree line, which is normally fine, they'll come across not 10 minutes later. Boom! <laughs> we didn't know the neighbor was in there youth also hunting there. too. And they killed the birds, which it's over at that point. Yep. So I was like, let's go check one of my spots. And it's nice because it's right on 50 Highway. So I can drive by it and see if there's birds out there before we even go in. So you're not going in blind and blowing birds out trying to get set up. And sure enough, they're out there. It was a Jake, a Tom, and a hen. Tom's strutting up a storm. And the nice thing of border and the highway, you don't have to worry about yeah. noise. Yeah, they're hearing the, cars drive The cars off. are so – and you don't realize it till you try to be, hunt along a highway. It's loud. It's so loud. Yeah. So we were able to get in there, which that was a blessing. But then how do you call to the bird? He's 300 yards away. He ain't going to hear you. <laughs> he, he couldn't hear me. And I'm yelping with a mouth call as loud as I can, and he can't hear me. And I was like – Old trusty box calls coming out, and I hammered it. It just as hard as I could, and he heard it. And that was the first bird that kid had ever shot at in his life. And 24 pounds. He didn't have a huge beard, like a nine-inch beard, but he had big hooks, weighed 24 pounds, had a perfect fan. That's awesome. It was – I That's actually nice. – he. I had him sitting between my legs, and I was filming with my cell phone over his shoulder. I have the whole thing on film oh, that's awesome. for him. Yeah, it was it was really neat. That's awesome. But he's fired up. He's been bugging me for two months. Are we going to do it again? Yeah. Are we going to do it we, again? When are we going turkey hunting? Is, when's youth season? Are, if I don't kill one during youth, will you take me during regular season? I'm like, well, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on, little kid. <laughs> You're not my kid. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> We're not family, all right? Now, if I kill a bird, yes, I will take you. Yeah. But I'm going to kill a bird, too. <laughs> but, I get first dibs, all right? Yeah, I think I'd, I'm pretty confident that as long as everything goes right, Saturday morning, this Saturday, we are going to kill a bird. Nice. I've been driving past that spot on 50, and there's birds there almost every day. So I'm Sweet. excited for that because that does more for me than killing a bird myself, really. Sure, yeah. Taking a kid is so much fun. Yep, yep. It is. Um, so go back, going back to setup real quick, I had, I had two questions I, I, I thought of. So one thing, in Nebraska, did you guys ever get those blinds out? No, we didn't. Yeah. We carried uh, – we carried decoys in our packs, mm -hmm. and here at home, I wouldn't suggest bow hunting with no blind. It's just so hard. We don't have the right kind of cover. You know, if you get in the buck brush, great, they can't see you, right. but you can't shoot your bow out of that either, <laughs> you know. But up there, it's all rolling hills and cedar trees. Well, you can get in between two cedar trees and then break out shooting lanes, and it's just like being in a ground blind. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of them deals. I just was curious because, and it do, it doesn't matter, turkey, deer, I hate hunting out of a blind. Really? I don't know why. I don't like it. I do too. And I, I think it's because all the, the blind, quote unquote, spots for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it covers you, but you also then, you know, you don't feel like you're, for me, I just I don't. I feel like I can miss something all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, when I'm turkey hunting like a blind, I'm, I'm constantly like poking nope. the other window open, trying yeah. to look behind me. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. And you almost don't feel like you're. I don't know what it is. I don't feel like I'm out there. I feel right, like I'm yeah. somewhere else. So I was curious if you guys ever even bust those out. No, they stayed in the bed of the truck the entire trip. Sweet. And then um, broadheads. I was going to ask that too. So, yeah. Um, I'm a fixed blade guy. I've always. So, so you tip for deer, you, you're shooting a fixed blade broadhead. Yeah. So I did switch. I've I've tried all the. I've shot Swacker. I've shot Rage. Uh, most recently, I was shooting the Trocar HBs from Muzzy. Which I like them, but I still, in the back of my mind, that 
mechanical issue just it bugs me it really does and uh the i just and it's a confidence thing actually you've got one up there uh g5 montex yep yep that's what i killed my first archery deer with and now both my turkeys you know i've never had one of those let me down I was just curious, you know, some people start shooting like a, a turkey head, you know, or whatever. Now, I do want to decap one. <laughs> well, that's what the shirt I'm wearing is the, har- the uh, working class bow hunter yep. decap turkey. <laughs> I do want to do that. But for body shooting turkeys, you know, everybody's got, every brand's got a specific turkey broadhead. And they're designed not to pass through and they're a huge cut mechanical. I have issues with, in my mind, the penetration issues. People say you don't want penetration with turkeys. Well, both turkeys I've shot with a bow now, I've passed right through them, and they're dead. And I've shot them both with a G5. Um, I, and I think the most the biggest part is confidence. Yeah. He shoots a slick trick. Uh, they're f- Standard? No, it's the uh, either Raptor or Viper, whichever one's the. They're, they're, yeah, the, there's the, a Raptor uh, trick or a Viper trick. Yeah. Whichever one's a fixed blade. And, you know, similar. They're the similar. Yeah, Raptor. I think trick. it's the Raptor. Yeah. I'm not sure. So we both shoot fixed blades, and I'm not changing. Yeah. I think from now so on. So you shoot the same thing absolutely. for whitetail that you do at, at Turkey. That's what I was curious on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I I mean, I've shot two now, and both of them just cleaned them out. I mean, yeah. you shoot them in the. You shoot them in, in their, all their good stuff, they're going to die. Absolutely. You know, they right. Might not, yeah. Sure, they might not die right that instant, but I mean, I can't see them. I did watch a video, Heartland Bowhunter, they posted one of their uh, videos where uh, he shot it right through it. I mean, in money-making shot, mm-hmm. the turkey just walked off. He was able to get a second shot. Well, but and I, mean, a lot I, don't, of, I don't know how long that thing was going to live anyways. It wouldn't have. But right. the, the problem is with turkeys, one, they don't have a ton of blood in them anyway, and two, it's just like shooting a coyote with a bow. Yeah. There's yeah. no blood trail. Yeah, their, yeah. Their, their hair, and then on turkeys, their feathers soak that blood up. Right. The first bird I ever saw shot with a bow, and this will date it, it was a VHS of Eddie Salter shot one with a bow in, like, Montana. It was at Merriam's. I remember that. And they – he – had more drive than most guys because they tracked that bird for like half a day and ended up finding it. But he was talking the whole time on that video about if you don't knock them down, your chances of finding them are slim to none. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I could see that. But that's why a lot of guys, they want to shoot them like at the base of their legs if they're broadside where they can't run. Well, they can still fly. Well, if you shoot them through the center of the where the wing joints are, one, you're double lunging the bird, and two, they can't fly. Well, they can run a little ways, but turkeys don't run far anyway. I mean, every time you spook a turkey, they may run a ways, and then they're going to try to fly. Well, if they can't do that, they can't get away. That's my, you know, I'm trying to break that bird down. I per- honestly would prefer to shoot them facing, standing upright, facing straight away. You shoot them right in the middle of the backbone, that just completely breaks the bird down. Yeah. Right. My whole goal is demobilize the bird over anything. And then, and then you can get after there. Yeah, I can go out there and wring its neck or whatever, yeah, you know. Do what yeah, what you got to do. Right. Yeah, those are the two questions I thought of. Uh, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun going up there and, you know, chasing them well, around. Well, it sounds like pretty sounds target-rich like environment. Absolutely. Once again, how many times have we said this on this show? It sounds a lot like elk hunting. Yeah. And it was. 
I think because when I go back up there later in the year, it's going to be your typical turkey hunt. You know, they're all focused on breeding. You're calling them in. But it was so early that, like I said, after 9 o'clock, that's not what you're doing. It's run and gun, spot and stock. That's all it was. So it was just like out west mule deer or elk hunting. You're spotting and stocking. And spotting and stocking 7 to 20, what, however many birds is in the, in the group, and mm-hmm. they have such good vision. It'll really tune up your spot and stock skills, that's for sure. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, about it, the only thing that would be weird about it is you'd have to be wor- so worried about the vision compared to their the noses. smell. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. You don't have to worry about the wind at you all. You just go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Almost like that better, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I know they're there, so they might be able to see me if I do something stupid. You don't have to worry the, about the thermal drop. The wind swirling. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> the worst thing ever. You're like, yeah. I've got this figured out, and you get there, and you're like, why is the wind on the back of my neck yeah, now? Why is it switching? <laughs> why why, why it? do I see that deer's ass running the other way? <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. The wind's supposed to be coming out of the southwest, but yet somehow it's coming straight out of the north right now. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, dude, thanks for coming on. That was yeah. an awesome story. Uh, obviously, this one will come out. Let's see. Today's April 5th. So, like, April 15th or something like that will be yeah. your show. Um, the week before our season here at yep. Missouri opens. Yeah, so hopefully this gets people all pumped up, ready to kill some birds. Yeah, our plan is to have uh, your our second one in a row. We're hoping to have another turkey show, which would be the day before or the day after season opens Does here. It in come Missouri. out on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So it'd be yeah. the day after. The day after. Day. Yeah. But a lot of guys won't get to hunt till Saturday. Exactly. So yep. that gives you three weeks before they start hunting. So we're just going to be hammering these guys with some some uh, turkey stuff and. Um, we were excited to kind of tell your story because you, you kind of got a head start and got to go up to Nebraska and, and already got a bird on the ground. So you got your five this year, two in Missouri, two in Nebraska and one in Kansas. One in Kansas too. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome, man. Well, good luck. We hope you do yeah. well. And, um, Mike, you got anything else for Bryce? No, that's Congrats it, to you. Congrats Thank to your you. buddy, Zach, as well. Yeah. Zach, on the whole, uh, knock thing, it's <laughs> happened to the best of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe just figure that out, you know, yeah. you know play with it a little more. I yeah. don't know. It's, it could be several things, obviously. I mean, I, I could see him just, my only thing is maybe he's not clicking it in all, all the way. I think it's that specific knock. Really? I think it's just, so just one. one knock. Is it, is it uh generic? Is it the knock that came with the arrows or is no, it like a nocturnal? It's a, li- it's a nocturnal. Yep. See, I don't know. I've never had an issue with nocturnal. Me either. That's what I shoot. Yeah. But he said, He's living in his camper because he's working, so he shoots in the campground every night because there's nothing else to do. And he said he's been testing that overdraw and all that, and he said it's happened a couple times now with that one, but he's put with other arrows. It hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah And I we measure, make out. sure he's not hitting his rest. And my big thing was your D-loops pinch down too much, so when you're coming to that uh, sharp angle it's popping it out and he measured the d loop and he did all it's not that it's that one knock yeah time to trash that one. yeah, yeah trash it, it i think he already threw it away yeah good <laughs> and that, that that that's how i shoot my nocturnals um it it is expensive at first but like the first two years i shot them i just shot i shot them and left them on and those became my my training knocks yeah, exactly because i'll shoot dead nocturnals all year through yep, like uh, I do too. through our 3d stuff that we like to do and mm-hmm. through yeah. our t- my target stuff because that's what i shoot so i like to shoot what it is i shoot when i'm hunting have you ever timed how long it takes one of those to die it's a long time yeah it's a long time <laughs> yeah. i leave them on in this case after you, i let him be go. surprised how many days those things yeah so my archery buck this year i shot him halloween and when i was 
done with which my rifle season ended early this year. I killed a good buck opening day and I was done. I didn't really want to, I'd already killed a doe and an archery buck. I, I was done. And so it was probably the second week of gun season. I was putting deer, my deer hunting stuff away. And I looked at that arrow and it was still glowing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was dim, but it was, it was still there. lit up. And I'm like, yep. we're three weeks after the fact and it's still glowing over there that's crazy i bet i still have so i went from red ones to green ones yeah because last year i started using the green ones instead and i bet i still have red ones that when i fire them will start will will light up it's like it's 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 almost like they recharge themselves yeah i I have some from a couple years ago that they're dim but they still work yep yeah it's interesting but anyways buddy appreciate you coming on good luck in missouri season good luck in kansas good luck Going back to Nebraska, yeah. uh, that'd be pretty awesome to kill five birds for you this year. It would be. Let us know if you did. Year. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Do. You know, I'm friends us, with both of you on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah. keep us uh, keep us posted, and um, man, that'd be a that'd be a hell of a year. It might be an expensive taxidermy bill. I I already set the rule. I'm mounting one bird this year. <laughs> one now, a year, yeah, bull. You've well, already you've so, already mounted the one bird you said though. Yeah, exactly. So what's going to happen is this is what's going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna kill. <laughs> The biggest Missouri bird you've ever seen. Right, I know. I'm going to shoot a 28-pound triple-bearded <laughs> Eastern, and I'm going to be like, man, I'm never going to top this. With a beautiful, like a beautiful chest. Yeah, you know, I'll just... never top this. Hey, Luke, I need another one mounted, you know. <laughs> it's going to happen. That's the yep. way it works, man. I, I hope it does, honestly. I'll spend the money. I, I hope it happens. That, yep. is a, that is a good problem to have. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, man, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. I tell you, man, I'm getting good. Scott <laughs> Scott Wilfer's going to listen to that. And he's like, dude, man, I need to record that so I can get my box call start sounding No, like he's, <laughs> he's going to listen to that and think, why have I ever talked to these guys? Well, he, he's a teacher. He likes to teach people stuff. At least you're trying. That, At hey, least you're trying. More than what you're doing. That's, that's exactly true. <laughs> yep. I mean, sure, I could be, I could, you know, get a call. And do it that way, but I mean that's no fun. I'd still I'd still sound bad at that too. <clears throat> it's been a while since I've actually started turkey or put the actual diaphragm in my mouth. But I used to be pretty decent at the diaphragm. Yeah. So but back into the you know, summing up here. Thank you, Bryce, for coming on the show. I mean, we think that's awesome, you know, going out on a whim, going slaying some turkeys up in Nebraska, had an awesome story for us. I mean, it was just cool. And he's gonna yeah. Hope hope to kill two in Missouri, one in Kansas, and, and go back go uh, back to Nebraska. Yeah, so I mean, good luck to him and the rest of the season. Uh, Zach, you know he was up there with you, so good luck to all you guys. Getting good luck to all the listeners. You know the season will start here in a week, week or so when this drops. Missouri so. season starts, and um, we hope that these last few episodes and we got some more coming starting to fire them up for some some turkey yeah hopefully it gets y'all excited uh hopefully we, we might have another episode or two on turkey we don't know yet but you know hopefully this gets you guys fired up and uh t- make sure to tag us in your photos or you know whatever let us know what happens we want to see those birds. oh yeah just like any other i mean any uh, anything we do we like we like seeing, seeing that, stuff. that stuff and uh you know when we do these tales of the chase episodes um we like hearing it too. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bryce, he just, you know, we saw it on social media and we're like, Hey, let's just talk to him. It's early. He got it. Re- I mean, Nebraska obviously has an early archery season. So we're like, Let, let's get him on there. So, you know, 
pretty yeah. cool. It was awesome. Awesome show. Thanks to Bryce again. Yep. And I hope everybody has a good week. Y'all have a good one.